Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Gaming with Sidekicks, the podcast. We want to thank you for joining us here. We are going to be talking about all things games and going through some of our favorite things we enjoyed from the Origins Game Fair 2018 that happened just a few weeks ago. But before we get into those details, I want to introduce the dynamic duo today. Uh, for the first time here, doing up is myself, Isaac, along with JT. Welcome, JT, to the cast. Hey, thanks. Good to be here with you. Yeah, we got a we had a good uh, good time out there at Origins. Uh, JT and I were the two of the four of us uh, that were able to attend this year. Um, Stuart, due to some work situations, was unable. Randy, due to some unforeseen circumstances, was unable to go as well. But uh, we were able to get out there, check out some new games, play all the things, spend some time doing the things we love, um, and we wanted to bring some of that to you today. So, I guess first off. From an origins perspective, JT, what? Uh, how many of these have you been to? What was this uh, for you? Uh, this is maybe four. Nice. I think it's about four. Yeah. So definitely a veteran, and it helps we're from the area, right? So it's not a not a long haul for us to get down there. Right. Yeah. Just about two hours away. Still, we you know we stay in a con- connected hotel usually, and um, try and take advantage of all the the even small time savings that you can get there and and play late into the night at the uh, convention center and then get back over there early to play some more games. Indeed. I think we, uh, I think we made it till close to three something in the morning, the one night. Uh, I wasn't with you that night. I I was playing Lisboa, I think with Jin and I, um, uh, that was a late night. We, we started learning Lisboa at about 1030. Oof. Um, <laughs> It's a late night. It's a late night. Yeah, it's a late night. Yeah, good you, you and I ended up doing uh, some some play testing till almost three in the morning the night. Oh, before, that's true. Night before Dice Masters Nationals, I uh, introduced a kind of a, a early early copy of a game I'm working on, and then we decided like, hey, let's play test for this Dice Masters Nationals thing we're doing tomorrow or in like six hours. It, yeah, it was about that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we got to we had to do some of that. Dice Masters is kind of one of the things that brought us to Origins um, and, and kind of introduced us to a lot of cool people. But uh, for me personally, this is, I believe, this is my fifth Origins. Um, I'm not counting. The first time I went was just on a Sunday family day, kind of dip my foot in and check it out. But ever since then, we've kind of been going a little bit longer, and we hit that Wednesday to Sunday. I like being there Sunday. It's kind of a nice, calm day to relax and say goodbyes everybody but it's also a good time to get home since it's father's day and uh we usually wrap it up about then as well but we had a great con uh i think this year it definitely felt busier the layout uh helped to spread that busyness out but the the con was definitely laid out a little different than what we've experienced in the past yeah when they moved the um exhibit hall uh kind of basically to the middle of the two gaming halls um it it created a new flow of traffic, which I think was very different than it has been in years past. Um, but you know, I for my part, um, you know, it, it it didn't it had no negative effects for me. I don't know that it was you know overwhelmingly positive either. But um, you know, I was able to find all of the stuff I wanted to find and play at least most of the games that I wanted to play. Right. I think the only complaint I heard. And and we kind of saw this by by splitting it like that. It made it so there was like a open board game area on the far side from where we spent most of our time. And so some of the guys I know that were doing playtesting were kind of over there. So you really didn't venture through the middle because it was closed at night. 
And so there was probably groups of people that were on either side of this giant island, basically, not realizing what was going on at the other end. And I think that was probably the only difference with that. But attendance-wise, I mean, the numbers were way up. Um, 2016, they had uh, just over 15,000 unique attendees. Uh, 2017, they had 17,001 unique attendees. And this year, 2018, they they had 18,648 unique attendees. Uh, so it's it's definitely made for some busyness. It felt uh, more full, even on what is considered, quote-unquote, the slower days, like Wednesday, uh, especially getting into that hall Thursday when it opened. It was a mad rush to the Plan B booth. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Plan B and what they had out, but um, that was that was the place to be. That was the biggest line I've ever seen at one of these Origins conventions. It wrapped so much that they called the security group uh, over to disperse the line and, and get them so they weren't so crowded up at the entrance. Yeah, it was a um, uh, big feat indeed um, to, to move um, that many people through, you know, one vendor the way they did. It was impressive. Yeah, or I've definitely seen that Plan B is taken taken and and kind of owned the big fish in the small pond thing. They put their big releases to Origins, and even though most companies are doing it at Gen Con, by them releasing Reef, releasing um, Century Eastern Wonders, releasing Coimbra, they kind of capture the excitement um, from a booth perspective. I think there was only one other game that people were kind of rushing to get towards called welcome to uh roll and write game but they had very limited copies of that also but uh, they plan b definitely knew what they were doing with that and it was uh you know they're a good group of, of people and uh, some some excellent games so speaking of which uh, i'm going to talk about one of their games as one of the first ones i want to cover uh from one of my favorites from origins and that is the game reef uh reef was a release at origins it, it is not currently uh, released yet there were people able able to place pre-orders on the next move website uh, but it is a game that will be releasing very soon in the near future uh, reef is designed by the same designer as century spice road and century eastern wonders emerson matusi it is art by chris quilliams um, the reef is at its core a very simple game from a complexity standpoint doesn't really take a lot to understand it. Uh, one of the things I've noticed Emerson is really good at is making games that have very basic rule sets, and you you read them. It's like a page, maybe two pages, and you understand how to play the game. It's an abstract game that is very similar in a stacking component. Somebody compared it to Takenoko and, and stacking the um, pieces of bamboo. But you have four different types of coral, each a different color and style. And each turn, you're either drawing a card or playing a card, stacking these pieces of coral, trying to match them up and score some victory points as the patterns appear at the bottom of the card. Very simple. I enjoy the uh, abstract nature of this. I like the theme from a coral standpoint. I would love to see, hopefully in the future, maybe some changes, some additions, maybe a different type of coral, uh, something that you could add into this. But um, it's a quick game. It is one that... Our family is able to sit down and get played in probably about 30 to 45 minutes. So great family game. And another one that I foresee um, kind of taking off as people are able to get copies of it and, and get it played. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. Uh, my family did a demo of it. 
Um, my girls loved it. Um, they are uh, 7 and 11, and um, they loved it. My wife liked it. I was just kind of middling on it, to be honest with you. Um, it felt a little bit like multiplayer solitaire to me. It's a beautiful game. It's a fun game. I'm just not sure that it's one I'll pick up if, if I'm looking something for something of that weight in that space. Yeah, and that's it definitely has the feeling similar to Century, I think, a little bit, where the only thing you're really doing to mess with your opponent is taking something like taking a card they wanted. Right. That's right. That's pretty right. much the only interaction happening. Um, similar to like a Splendor or or this like oh, I grabbed the thing you wanted. But even then, like I don't like is the more I'm playing it, the more I'm seeing like I see like, oh, that person's building towards that, but they're building towards something they probably have in their hand, so I really can't stop them anyway. Right. So right. But yeah, I, you know, you unless you're really paying attention, you're probably not going to see that, right? Right. Yeah, and there's not a really good way to stop it if they've got it in their hand. Like you can't, you can't stop them from going after this big thing. So, um, it definitely has has a a pattern of, uh, like you said, some some solitaire play. Uh, I I find those games make it a little easier to hold conversation in groups of people. Like everybody's not so like dead focused on, you know, on the game and. With some of the groups we play with, they want a game where they can still be chatty, right, and and play a game. And this, they, I think, this fits in that space. Like you said, it's not a meaty game, uh, but it but it definitely fits into that light, abstract complexity game. Yeah, and it you know it it is beautiful and it is it is fun. Um, the the tactile nature of the reef pieces is tremendous. Um, I know they look like you know, Duplo blocks a little bit, but man, it's so much better. Um, uh, I, you know, and our demo was great. The, you know, the folks there at the booth who were running the demos, they were, they were tremendous. In fact, the same guy demoed Eastern wonders for us as who demoed reef. Um, and he was tremendous, you know, just teaching us the game, making sure that we were enjoying it and having fun. That's awesome. Makes the, makes all the experience worthwhile. Yep. So what do you got, JT? What's on your list? Uh, game you enjoyed? Well, um, another another game my girls absolutely loved is The Climbers by Capstone Games, and we got to demo their giant version of it, which is um, probably two by two. Every block is probably four times bigger than the block in the standard game. Um, but this is a, a game where you build a tower um, out of just blocks, wood blocks, and each block is colored a different color and the color corresponds to a player color and then there's one neutral side and you have to move your uh it's not really it's kind of a meeple you got to move your climber um up the uh, tower of blocks but you can only move up one step at a time and there's a couple ladders that you can use uh, but you can only stand on your color or the neutral color so there's this uh, your turn is you move a block and then you climb if you can. And, um, and so the tower is continually changing and, you know, it's that, it's that tactile feel. It's not really dexterity. You're just moving a block and making sure that it, it, it's stacked based on the, the rules. You can't create any tunnels or anything like that. But, um, we loved it because there's enough strategy there that you can, you can play, you know, um, for, uh, for strategy, play to win, play, you know, to try and block the um, the other climbers, or to take a piece that you know that they're going to try and use, um, but you can also—I mean, it's it's light. You move a block and you move your meeple. I mean, it's not 
it's not really complicated. Um, it, it doesn't have to be anything that's that's really deep, and so you can have conversations in that way. So this is the game that kind of would fill that space for me, um, because there's enough there that you can you can interact with the other players. You can take a piece they might want to use. You can set a piece on top of a piece that they're counting on to climbing onto. Um, uh, but and they can do it right back to you. But the, since the tower is continually changing, you don't. I never felt like um, there was too much, uh, you know, really stomping on someone's dreams. You know, you you didn't completely eliminate a player. Like my oldest tried to um, create her own tower uh, and just go back and forth, um, which is one strategy. Uh, but she eventually would run out of pieces, right? So a lot of good things to say about that game. That was one that we definitely brought home with us. Yeah, that, that's one I had my eye on. Didn't get a chance to play, and it was one of those Sunday, like, ah, should I go back and play that? Should I not? Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. It sounds like it's definitely fits in that family family game vein. Is that correct? Yeah, although I'll tell you what. Um, you know, if you, Randy, Stuart, and I got together to play this game, we, we'd have a lot of fun doing it because we'd, you know, play it a little bit more, take that, play a little <laughs> bit more, um, <laughs> blocking each other and those kind of things. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it varies a little bit depending on the group, I think, but um, definitely definitely one that can uh, be played across uh, a wide spectrum of gamers. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like one I definitely uh, definitely need to get, get my hands on and check out. Uh, an, another game for me that I had a chance to hear this mentioned on a podcast, Driving to Origins, uh, I believe it was the um, Snakes cast um, talking a little bit about the um, Origins quick preview. They mentioned a few different things they were looking forward to. And uh, Rodney Smith from over at uh, Watch It Played mentioned this game. And, and the way you described it is not at all like how I mentally pictured it. But I went looking for it anyway uh, on Thursday when, when the place opened. And I saw it from a distance because it's a vertical game and it's not a table game. And so as a vertical game, you see this thing coming at a distance. And it's called Drop It. And uh, Drop It is a game by Cosmos. Uh, Cosmos is famous for their Exit series, and they do they have a slew of those games. And actually, found out here recently after going through my son's stuff, they actually make quite a few um, like tech toys. Also, he's got a lot of little robots and games from Cosmos as well. Uh, Cosmos made this game Drop It. It is a two to four player game. Uh, really plays best with four players. Again, it's in that twenty to thirty minute time frame. Really light from a complexity standpoint. Um, I played this, demoed it at Origins with a, I believe the young lady was six and two other adults, I think one of which was her parent and another adult, and she definitely beat us all when we played it. <laughs> um, it was, uh, we were trying uh, to go a certain route and she was going for the, the simple thing, but at its core, you have a very thin upright board that you're dropping circles, triangles, squares, and diamonds into. They're wooden pieces. They're very thin shapes. And so you're dropping these down. Think kind of like a um, uh, connect four type of thing, but it's an open space. And you have a color, and everybody else has a color of these shapes, and you get a couple of each. And your goal is to get them to land in a place where they'll score the most points, but you don't want to touch your color 
and you also don't want to touch the same shape of another color. Seems really simple, but you kind of miss that as you get going. The unique thing about these pieces, they're wood, they're light, and they definitely bounce, and they don't land right where you want them to. And the board slopes, so if you had a chance to see this board, um, as you drop them in, what you think you're dropping to the corner, you're actually dropping about an inch away from the corner. And so it's, it's really simple, but it is so engaging. We played this at Origins. It stood up on the table. We played this uh, almost every night. I had this out. We had our groups of friends together hanging out. People were, were definitely getting into this, getting excited for the play. Uh, I had a chance to introduce this to my parents uh, along with uh, my wife and kids, and they all absolutely loved it. it. It's, like I said, really easy to learn, and once you get going, uh, it's so hard to stop playing. I think this was definitely like the, the sleeper game of Origins. Uh, it sold out pretty quick. Uh, I believe they sold out of this on Thursday, like sometime in the evening. And basically everybody I introduced it to went and tried to go buy it uh, the next day and, and were unable to find it. I know one of our friends up in the Detroit area, Jomar, was, was pretty disappointed and, and really uh, was hoping to grab a hold of this. He loved it the most, I think, of everybody that tried it. But definitely recommend this if you can get a hold of it when it comes to a bigger release. That's Cosmos. Drop it uh, by Bernard Locke. Yeah, we got the chance to demo it um, Saturday, and uh, my wife loved it. Um, my girls loved it too, and uh, obviously we were a little bit disappointed to find out that that they had no more copies. But um, that's a that's a good one. We we enjoyed that one too. Um, next game I, I kind of want to mention is a um, kind of a speed dice rolling game. Uh, it's called Vault Assault by Inside Up Games, and it's a, a two player game. And you play as cops and robbers, and the robbers are trying to get into the vault, and so you're trying to roll a combo to get into the vault. And the cops are trying to catch you, and they have to roll several several different combos, um, four of a kinds on five dice. And there's a, a wild there, so it's not, um, you know, it, it's not too challenging. Um, but uh, uh, got a chance to actually play this again this weekend, and um, you know, just just a lot of fun, uh, quick dice checking game. Um, and, uh, and and rolling for speed and, and trying to get the combos to um, steal from the vault and get away in time before the uh, the cops catch you. Um, just a, a neat little fun dice game. That's uh, it's really light. Plays in literally. I mean, you can you you can play a game in ten minutes or less easily, easily. But nice light game fits in that space. Did you know about this one prior to going to Origins? No, I didn't, and I, I think it's been out for a little while. Actually, I think they kickstarted it, so nice. um, we just tripped and fell into it. Um, you know, it's just one of those that we that my my buddy Dave demoed and then picked up, and and we got the chance to play it. Yeah, that's it's kind of fun, right? Where you kind of randomly come across the game and and don't. There's so many different demos. There's so much stuff sitting out that I think you know you kind of go, oh, what's what's that? That kind of looks interesting, and um, you can definitely end up playing some some bad games uh, but you but you can get some fun <laughs> ones in there as well yeah well it's nice to to demo those games um before um you know investing in them right exactly my ethan ethan's not shy about it like i know he played one from um calliope games called capital city and he really liked it and he was you know gushing about how much he liked it and not too much further down the line we played something else i don't remember what it was called but we were a couple of minutes in. He kind of looks at me. He's like, I, I just don't like this. And I kind of looked at the guy and I was like, um, 
yeah, I'm sorry. I think we're going to, I think we're just going to keep moving. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like, it, you know, like what do you do at that point? Right. Like, it, you know, yeah. we, we've demoed another game that was uh, actually the creator of the game. And I'm like, Oh no, Ethan's starting to glass over a little bit here. Like, I don't want to have him say something rude to this guy. Who's like super excited about his game and it was okay. It wasn't great, but, um, but you know, I wanted to hear the guy out and let him talk about it. And luckily he wasn't selling it there. So I didn't have to feel bad about not buying it. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so next game up for me uh, that that I that I got to try out uh, when I got home was actually a game called Fungin Party. Uh, it's play on the word dungeon. It is a game from WizKids Game uh, designers Thomas Jones, Brian Lewis, David McGregor. Uh, Brian Lewis is most famous for being the co-designer of Dinosaur Island. This again, really light game, kind of got a theme going here. Um, it is a party game. You have some dice. And you have basically like a popsicle stick and you pick a character like you're a dungeon crawler. You've got all the different types of races. You've got clerics, you've got paladins, you've got dwarfs. And the box actually says that it plays from 3 to 15 minutes. And the reason that is, is you start with six quests. Each quest you have 30 seconds to complete. If you complete the six quests in three minutes then you level up and you get some experience points and you can keep going if you don't complete quests your character loses a life and you basically keep going until you have characters that have all died and so you can stop after your six quests and say oh that was fun quick light simple uh when i played this with my friends jason and hank we kind of i wanted them to help me test it out i figured we were three minutes in and about half an hour later we were like fighting for to stay alive through these things um the quests are are kind of silly kind of fun stuff uh, the easiest way I can explain it is to think minute to win it type of activities. Um, as we played through these, I give you an example of one of the uh, one of the cards here. Um, you had to take the uh, character dice that you have. Each person takes two character dice, holds them above their head, and they must stack them on their forehead all at the same time. This quest is complete when everybody has a stack on their forehead at the same time. The tough part of that was we were all staring at the ceiling, so we had no idea. We just kept hearing dice hit the floor, and uh, it, it definitely was a challenge. It was light. It was silly. Uh, we were sweating by the end of it as we were running around chasing dice. Um, There's one where you had to take the box lid and stand six feet away from everybody else in the group and catch dice as they threw them up and over their shoulder. Um, again, <laughs> see, seems really simple until you're playing in a living room and you know tripping over the dog trying to stick the box out to catch a die so um it was a fun one uh, definitely more game than i expected there to be uh, because you do level up and gain experience and decide when you're going to pass when you're not we eventually had to switch to a large timer on my television so we could actually like guys guys we got 38 seconds let's go move on to the next one so a lot of fun again that's fungin party uh from WizKids games and i believe that is a game that was, again, being previewed at Origins and should be releasing uh, sometime in the very near future. That's That sounds like a lot of fun. We um, we got a chance to, to preview uh, two games that uh, are um, we're not releasing at um, Origins. One actually should be releasing in the next week or so, and that is Spy Club by Renegade Games. And um, Spy Club is definitely geared towards um, a little bit younger audience. And the uh, um, idea is that there are 
Uh, I believe there's five pieces to a, a crime, um, who, what, where, when, and why, uh, that you have to try and solve and figure out. And uh, as you play the game, the, the suspect um, tries to mess with you a little bit and, and steal some of your cards, steal some of your information. Um, but the game is actually built in such a way that you can do some campaigns um, and, and some of the stories... Uh, linked together. So we were able to demo that. Um, again, Spy Club by Renegade Games. Um, it's designed by Jason Kingsley and Randy Hoyt. And um, it, was a, it was a neat demo. They started the demo kind of in the middle of a game, so you'd already figured out a few pieces of information. And uh, players have to work together um, basically in a cooperative set collection sort of style to, to try and get uh, the information in the right order. And that'll unlock and reveal um, either, uh, you know, any one of those five categories. So that one, I believe, uh, should be launching sometime by, if not this week, um, next week, by the end of the month, for sure. Nice. So the the last one I want to talk about here, um, that I, they definitely had some time to play. We got in on Wednesday and our first move always with origins is to hit Barley's. Because uh, Barley's only gets busier as the con goes on, and we want to get over, we want to get our commemorative Origins glasses, on which uh, at some point my wife's going to have to say something about the number of glasses I have in our cabinet, I guess, of Origins-specific uh, D&D Barley's glasses. Uh, but we went over there, found out um, that we had a little bit of time to wait, and that they text you when your table's ready, and it was like 90 minutes and so we're like, okay, what do we do? We got to the con. We already registered. And I was like, I don't really want to stand outside. Let's go back to the con and actually play something. We've got some time. Let's demo something. So we walk in the farthest uh, hall. This is Hall C. This is one of the two uh, exhibitor halls. The vendor hall wasn't open yet. And as soon as you walk into Hall C in the exhibitor hall, the first thing you saw was a giant display and sign, kind of archway, welcome you into Play Fusion's newest game, uh, Light Seekers. Now, Light Seekers is a collectible card game. It is um, a newer game. It's actually been around. They kickstarted it this time last year. Uh, had some success with getting that out there. At its core, it started as a um, kind of virtual reality game where you could scan your cards to give your figures, think like Skylander figures that you played on an app. Uh, based game some extra powers and that oh there's also a card game that went along with this well the card game's kind of taken off and um, seen a lot of popularity and the actual um, figures have kind of fizzled out a little bit and so talking with uh, some of the reps, reps from the company there uh, when we were uh, able to um, demo the game and, and talk through some of the play with the play fusion people they said the the focus really is ramping up towards just the card game for this, so we sat down. It's demo it with uh, Ethan. Uh, basically, from a collectible card game standpoint, there is your commons, uncommons, rares, epics, you know, kind of super rare type of thing. But there are um, six different play styles, or what they call orders, um, that you can get a starter deck for and, and use those cards to build up. What I like about it is it's uh, thirty card decks, so it's very very simple. These cards are really well done as far as the art, the style, the clarity of what they do. And there's a uniqueness in how you use your turns. Every turn uh, that you have, you have two actions. You can either play a card for an action 
or you can draw a card for an action. So if you choose not to play anything, you can start to build a hand by drawing two cards each turn. So it really limits, you can't just like string across like, oh, I'm gonna play 15 cards because I have this thing. It, it is a lot of kind of back and forth, take that. Life totals start around the 30s and you see a lot of like, oh, I hit you for 10 and oh, you hit me for eight. Well, I just healed for 15 and it definitely goes back and forth a little bit. Um, I, I enjoy it, the game is very quick it's very, very easy to learn, but from a deck building, tactical play style, there's definitely some unique mechanics that provide depth to the game if you decide you want to get into that kind of hand management, um, collectible card game type of format. So the other thing with, with the group, um, we really felt welcomed by uh, the booth. You walked by, they kind of said, hey, would you like to learn how to play? We've got some demo decks. If you like it, here's a free pack or two just for sitting down and playing with us. If you buy a deck, a starter deck, they're normally $20. We'll sell it to you for $15, and then they threw in five packs that are normally 4 bucks each. So you're basically getting you know $40 worth of product for 15 bucks. So it was that first hit to get you in the door, but they, uh, they were really good about making sure everybody that came over got a chance to learn it, see it, decide if they like it, and um, you know, get in on on the ground floor of this game. So, they had a, uh, uh, I know they had a championship event on Saturday where they gave out I think like four thousand dollars worth of like cash prizes uh, for for people that played in it. So, uh, they said they just expect that to to keep going up. And of course, every time you have a game with cash, that you know brings a certain um certain kind of player potentially right to the table, but. Everyone we played, everyone we've seen in this community as we've kind of checked it out more online, uh, it seems very welcoming, very friendly, and I'm really enjoying that part of it so far. So uh, that's Light Seekers by Play Fusion. Definitely check that out. Uh, get a hold of a deck, a uh, starter deck if you can, and uh, see if you've got any events coming to stores near you because they're definitely ramping up hard on these organized play events. Yeah, I think my favorite part about the game um, is that there's this buff mechanic. So you can put something in play that give you an ongoing benefit. Um, and some of those are perpetual, but some of them are on a timer. And as the and the timer is usually the turns. And as the turns go by, um, you know, these effects uh, wait to trigger or they get better or they kind of tick down. Um, and I think that's just kind of a neat, a neat mechanic to have in that game is that, um, you know, your opponent may play something that's going to do 10 damage to you in three turns or right. You've got time to try and like save yourself yeah. if you can. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love that part of it. Like, and especially the ones that are clunky where you have to then do something to, to, to make them fire. I've one that, that I love that does 18 points of damage, but it takes four turns to get there. So yeah. I leave my opponent all sorts of opportunities <laughs> to take it off the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite part of that game. It's a good one. Uh, last game, really, I, I, I want to chat about, I think, was um, a game that is being launched at Gen Con, but was demoed at, at Origins. And I don't, uh, you know, I just had uh, a friend of mine come up and say, hey, you need to go check this game out. Um, and I don't, I, I've never played a flick game before in my life. Uh, never even played Ice Cool, right? But um, this game's called Dino Dunk, and it's a disc flicking game. And you have two teams of five dinosaurs playing basketball. Uh, and coming from the Akron area, um, my daughters are all about um, Cavs basketball. Um, <laughs> they were all about watching LeBron in the finals. 
and uh, and when there was this opportunity to play Dino Dunk basketball, um, we we just had to go check it out. And so we did a little bit of a demo. Um, actually, fortunate enough to come home with a, a review copy. So we'll be doing a, a write up and a, and a video about that. Watch for those to come. Um, you know, we'll, we're doing that in tandem with Twin City Games, not Twin Cities Games, as I mistakenly interpreted Twin City Games. So they're out <laughs> of North Carolina. Um, but each dinosaur has its own special ability. Uh, the Triceratops is really good at shooting three-pointers. The Velociraptor is really good at getting around people and stealing the ball and maneuvering through traffic. And the, uh, the T-Rex can't shoot the ball because, uh, you know, short arms, but it can dunk the ball, which is a, <laughs> an interesting mechanic. So um, we've had a lot of fun with that. I've probably played it at least at least half a dozen times, probably eight or ten times uh, now. Um just since Origins. The girls really like it. Um, played it with a, a college buddy of mine this weekend, and, and he had a lot of fun with it. So uh, it's a good one. Dino Dunk by uh, Twin City Games should be launching at uh, Gen Con. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, I enjoy the dexterity games. Like, I don't, I don't want to play just those, but again, from a late, like something to kind of get the get the night started or oh we've got a few few minutes before this family has to leave and they're rounding up like let's play this game right ice cool works really well with that um kung fu zoo is another one of my favorites it works like that it sounds like this dino dunk could be uh could be a big one as well is there is there a lot of movement around the board for that there's a t- um oh you mean like player movement like yeah yeah like get up, to and, get move up around. and do it yeah uh, yeah i mean uh, a little bit you can you can avoid some of it um uh, there's a, a foul mechanic and fouls usually, um, change the dynamic. So if you flick your dinosaur into the dinosaur that has the ball, that's a foul. Um, uh, so <laughs> because every dinosaur has its own special ability, um, when I played with Randy and when I played with Dave this weekend, um, we, we got to the point where we were kind of abusing the fact that you can flick other dinosaurs that don't have the ball off the table. Um, and just get them out of the way. So those games tended to go on a little bit longer, just because you know you're 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 clearing out the board and those kind of things. Right. Um, but we you can probably play a vast majority of a game. Um, you know, if a kitchen table's small, you know, just on your kitchen table without uh, without moving around too much. Um, unfortunately, if the if the table's big and you got a little bit of a reach, that can become um, a challenge. But um, it's uh, you know, you can tell that the the guys who designed it, uh, you know, really put their heart and soul into it because um, there's just a ton of flavor text. There's uh, um, you know, stats for every dinosaur when they were drafted into the league, and uh, you know, really, you can just tell that that, that, that these guys have spent a lot of time on this and and and, and poured a lot of love into into the game, and um, and we've loved playing it so. Dino Dunk. That's awesome. Sounds like a good one. Definitely one to 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 get my hands on if I can check out. Um so that that covered a lot of the the games we enjoy playing. Uh from from a Origins um event perspective, we we kind of talked a little bit about the uh the event, how busy it was, how full it was. Uh, we got to do uh, a few other events for Ethan and I, uh, my son. We got to do a laser tag. Uh, they had this giant ballroom upstairs. I, I don't. They said it wasn't new, but I never remember seeing it before. But it was an hour of laser tag with like ten other people that we didn't even know. It was awesome. Ethan was super sneaky, which 
the our teammates really loved um and so it was it was just a blast we did a uh this this year for the first time they had three escape rooms and we got to do one of those with some friends and that was that was awesome too was just lots of opportunities um i know our friends jason and, and his family did a um big um uh, wits and wagers vegas style event where they had like a bunch of teams competing at once for that uh, or origins definitely has every opportunity to game that you could possibly imagine that you would want to do uh, there are so many different things set up so many scheduled events that i think it's really easy to miss what is out there and what's available and you know when, one of the things we try to do is we try every night, even though, you know, you're usually pretty exhausted by the time evening hits, but we try to head back and I just look at it like, look, it's, it's adult camp. Like it's nerd camp. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I get to hang out with some of these people that I only see at origins and we're just going to stay up late and game. We're going to game till one o'clock in the morning and they kick us out and we're just going to have fun with it. Yeah. I'm going to be exhausted from it, from the week of doing it, but it's just a good time. And you know, we'd have, a lot of people each night playing various board games, um, you know, playing through some new stuff, some familiar favorites. Uh, JT, you said you had a chance to play Lisboa. The, that was new to you, right? Yeah, that was new to me. And, um, you know, I, I like the heavy, you know, open information, deterministic Euro style games. And that one is, um, quite heavy you know i think we probably so we started learning it at 10 30 we probably wrapped up the game uh at, at pushing to 2 30 or something um it was probably three o'clock before i laid down that night um so that's that's a good one that one of the nights well actually i think it was the same night we before we played lisboa we had the um captain sonar tournament oh yeah so that we had a lot of people what we do we have? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, we had four teams and and two boards to play uh, a Captain Sonar tournament. Yes, we had one very long game of JT's <laughs> team and my team, and then we each played the other teams. Uh, I lost, he won, and and those games were pretty quick. Um, well, my <laughs> game wasn't long. The other game, the other game was long. The um oh, I mean like our our game, our first our game, game was. was over well, before the other team has had any yeah. damage on either ship. And that but. game was still longer than the game I played the second time oh. <laughs> with, with that team. So <laughs> it was it was fun. We had some new players playing, and um, I think that contributed a little bit to speed and understanding. But it's definitely a hectic thing when you got two full tables going. It was it was fun. It was. Uh, yeah. I know that's that's, that's what definitely one of your favorites. Yeah, you mentioned that it's it's easy to kind of get get lost in um how much there is to do i think at one point you and ethan were um kind of tied up and you had an event coming up that you just weren't going to be able to go to so you gave my daughters the tickets to it a giant king of tokyo game and um and i had an event scheduled at that time i was playing giant power grid so my wife took the two girls over and they played uh king of tokyo my five-year-old one giant king of Tokyo because while in Tokyo she rolled five claws. Oh my gosh, that's so good! Just <laughs> so, smashed everybody. Just you know, like to you know, have your five-year-old daughter get an experience like that uh, at an event that's um, family-friendly and and people are just playing games and having a good time and you know she got to walk away with a, a rosy pony. So um that one is you know all time automatic for us anytime we pull out king of tokyo <laughs> it's got to get the rosy pony yeah 
Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, a, it was a fun. I think that was when we were uh, we were trying to do a we were trying to help uh, some friends get the qualifier for Dice Masters. Um, at that point, it was just kind of that like you pick random dates and times beforehand, but you just don't know. Like I think next year I'm gonna know. Like there was times that I definitely didn't want to have events scheduled. One of them was like when when the when the vendor hall opened at ten. Um, I had like an eleven o'clock event. Like that was such a bad idea. I should like not schedule anything to like one that day. Um, because <laughs> you know you got a few bags worth of stuff you're carrying around at that point. Uh, we had an opportunity to sit down with uh, some different companies, and if you listen to the last episode, you'd hear some of those interviews. And you know, I'm hoping as we move forward and have some good relationships with these different companies, that we'll be able to bring you more information like that with creators, um, with game designers, with uh, different companies and publishers, and kind of see what they're putting out. So it's been neat to um, kind of be on on this more general board game side of it, and and see some personalities and people that we know and. And people that recognize us, and you know, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, I think, with that. So, um, I hate I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Dice Masters. We did have um, you know opportunity to play a little bit of that, not nearly as much as we've done in the past, as as we've definitely shifted our, our focus to the more general board game arena. But uh, and a lot of us, uh, myself, uh, JT, uh, my buddy Jason, and his son. Aaron and um, Josh, one of our other local young guys, all got to qualify for nationals. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, all got a chance to play in that. Um, JT and I ran, we ran the same team, right? Yeah, I didn't make any changes to it. And we had pretty much the exact opposite thing happen last year at Nats <laughs> where where you, you took the same team and did well, and I did not last year. And this year I did pretty well with it and took it yeah. in the top. Took it in the top 16, ended up lining up against Junior. Um, he, he, congratulations to him, ended up winning the whole thing. So if you're going to win in top six, or you're going to lose in top 16, I guess you got to lose to the guy that hopefully just wins it all from there. So um, yeah. it, was a, it was a fun yeah. event. A lot of players, a lot of new faces in there, and, and just, again, one of the more friendly groups of people to play not only Dice Masters, but to play a lot of really fun board games in the evening with. Yep, and I was able to actually, I went straight from, um, I didn't really wash out. I did qualify for Worlds. I made the, the top half of players. And we had 58 players, which is way more than I expected. Probably yeah, double was, what I expected. It was a lot. Uh, but I went straight from there to play in the King of Tokyo uh, event um, with with Andy and uh, and his son. So um, uh had a good time over there. Um, I uh, was able to take out one guy, and then uh, kind of the same thing happened to me that, that my daughter did. Someone got in Tokyo and rolled, um, in this case, six claws uh, to take out the rest of the field. So that was cool. But a um, lot of good stuff going on at Origins. Can't wait for next year. Yeah, absolutely. I get excited for, for this con. I don't, it, it's definitely my, my one con that I, you know, spend the money and, and take the time off for. I'd like to be able to hit some other ones in, in the future, and hopefully that'll that'll be the case. I know we'll have uh, hopefully some presence. Um, I, th- I think Stuart is is uh, looking at doing um, Board Game Geek Con in the fall, as it's really close to his home. Um, I know PAX uh, Unlimited. Unplugged. Uh, unplugged, sorry. PAX Unplugged is when uh, we are kind of tossing around ourselves uh, as a group uh, to see if we're going to be able to attend or who may or may not be able to attend that. So we look forward to checking that out and, and um, seeing what PAX has to offer. It's kind of that up-and-coming 
con and and also if you have local cons uh little cons make sure you hit some of those up too uh live in the city of toledo we have a glass city con coming up in the near future i know it's small it doesn't have a lot going on with it but you know supporting those local things uh, one of the things i look forward to with uh, some of our local cons is they often have like garage sale events where people bring stacks of games and you can definitely find some gems in the rough that way uh, that you might not have been able to find otherwise yep there's uh well and you know the advantage there too is maybe you meet some people that you can become regular gamers with you know you get exactly. a regular event and uh either grow your group or start a new group or you know join a group those are the, those are the kinds of opportunities that um you know to network and 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 be in community with people to do you know to to do at least this part of life together and uh you you we want to be sure to take those opportunities when they present themselves. Absolutely. On on that note, I think that's a good uh, good way to wrap up the show. Um, so we want to thank you for joining us here at Gaming with Sidekicks on our podcast. We would encourage you to follow us on our different social media outlets where you can find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, along with just following us on our main page, which is www.gamingwithsidekicks.com, where you can see our written video and other coverage reviews of games, um, events, and other things that we are trying to explore in the board game arena. Uh, promotional consideration has been provided in review copies as well. If you get an opportunity, please follow us over on our iTunes page and like and comment, rate us on our podcast, which helps us to get this out to more people to have an opportunity to reach some different ears out there as well. One other thing I did want to mention, uh, we've had a few contests. We had a block-by-block insurrection contest that we did right before Origins, where we gave a full Kickstarter edition version of that game out. Uh, We will be very soon, uh, you'll see on our main page, a written review that I did for Thanos Rising uh, by USAopoly. We have a promo pack or two of the uh, Stormbreaker and playable... uh, team thor card that uh from what i've seen on ebay those are those are kind of hard to come by so we've got a few of those that we'll be giving out as contests as well also keep an eye out for some kickstarter games that we'll be previewing and having some contests to follow with those also so we've got some fun exciting stuff coming from from us here in the near future uh next podcast we will be talking about our game of the month for july and looking at uh what you as some of our listeners have had an opportunity to share with us as well. So until then, we want to encourage you to keep playing those games you like with the people you love. And again, this is Isaac along with JT. Thank you, sir, for joining us for the cast today. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Until next time, folks, keep rolling those dice, playing those cards, and we will see you next time. Cheers.